dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal. Straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it again, 28 weeks straight. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. You can't make this up podcast. And before we get into what we're really here for, man, I, we got to talk about my nose. We got to, huh? <laughs> we got to, man. <laughs> Y'all pulled it out, man. We pulled a squeaker out. Now, I got to salute technology because I was working at a haunted house way, way, <laughs> way out in the sticks. Wilmington, Ohio, to be exact. So, you know, on my drive out there, which is an hour drive, wow. uh, I listened to the game on the TuneIn app. So I'm listening to the game. So I'll get there about 9 o'clock, work two hours. Soon as it's over, grab my horn. <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on? And tune it in, and I get the play by play. Like, and then I'm getting the the text messages from you. Right. And it's like, what that happened? <laughs> that I really was, did happen. That was the funny part because I'm texting you. Like, I think the kickoff, you know, he ran it back yeah. 80 plus yards, and I'm like, wow. And then a few minutes later, you was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah, love technology, man. 2019, but the, huh? Yeah, man. Seven straight. Shout out to my homeboy, K Dollar. You know, he's a no, I mean, he's a Canes fan. Uh, shouts out to my brother, Lav Show. He lived down in Tampa. He's a Canes fan. So, yeah, seven straight. That's all I'm going to say. Seven. Do you, do you have some straight. injuries, too, huh? Hey, seven straight. <laughs> seven straight. We're not good this year, but seven straight. Hey, y'all be, y'all be number 10 in Miami. Hey, there it it's is. It's a start. I'll, it's a start. I'll take it. But the real reason we're here, man, is to do the pod, and Izzy Rock is in the building, man. What's up, man? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good, man. Well, let's talk about the Gym City Podcast. We'll get into our little partnership a little bit later on, man. Let's talk about your podcast, man, everything you got going and how you come came up with it and stuff. Right on. Uh, well, actually, I didn't come up with it. Um, I'll, I'll go back to when I started doing podcasts, which was 2012. I've been a huge podcast fan since 2007, 2008. At my job, I was able to listen, and I listened to like eight hours of podcasts a day. And so, <laughs> like what? Uh, I would listen to Joe Rogan's. I would listen to Radio Lab. I would listen to pretty much anything that came in in and out of the Dayton area. Mm-hmm. Um, I really started focusing on, on that about a year and a half ago. and But here recently, I haven't been able to listen because I switched positions at the job that I'm at, which is in an undisclosed location up north of uh, Montgomery County. <laughs> um, but so I started my podcast, Tales from the Hard Side, back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And huge podcast fan. And I hooked up with uh, Eric Ruiz, who started the Gym City Podcast. He emailed me because he saw some content I had on YouTube. Because um, a couple of years ago, we would organize these parties be- before like Joe Rogan uh, comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And his whole group of comedians, when I first started my podcast, I did a lot of interviews with those guys, many of who have specials now, who have shows on Comedy Central. And um, I've always been into music, and especially the Dayton, Ohio music scene. Um, sadly, I don't have enough time to do research on everybody. Right. So I started doing a storyteller podcast back in 2013 where we release, uh, we sit down and we talk to an artist and they, we play three songs on the podcast. They talk about the production creation, uh, how, how they came about. And then we do origin story, memorable shows, um, influences, influences in Dayton. And we cover all genres. Dope. And so Eric left in 2015, and I kind of took over, organized it, released podcast on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Woo! It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. We once a week, you know, yeah. three days a week. <laughs> <laughs> we record down at Folio Design House down in the Oregon District uh, above Ned Peppers. Okay. Sweet. And we record in one room where there's a couch and there's a setup. We use a Zoom H6, and we record four episodes there. And then in another room, I'm, I'm recording with four different musical artists Okay, where they sit down. I don't interview them. They look on this outline on this paper, 
and they kind of go through that because I wanted to capture a conversation. Like if a person was at a bar or on a road trip to a show or something mm-hmm. like that, I want it to be casual. Right. It's uncut. It's like what you guys do. And we did Dayton Podfest earlier this year, back in the spring. And yeah, I, my guy AD hit me to it. Oh, did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know he's out in Vegas. He has a, his pod too. And I saw it on his uh, Instagram page. And that's what, like, well, let me holler. Let me see what's going on with this. Yeah, man. They, uh, they brought a lot of people out to the podcast, and I appreciate that podcast festival. And but podcasting takes a lot of work. There's mm-hmm. a lot of editing and a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I'm also a dad. I have a 13 and 17 year old sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a scoutmaster, a coach. I've been. I do videography now for my 13 uh, year old sons' eighth grade football teams. I record and upload. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, man. So how did you, what attracted you to podcasting? Man, the conversation, you know, a lot of media these days, it seems fake. Uh, before the internet, you really had a lot of censored material out there. And I grew up, and you know, I was born in 73. And I, I was supposed to graduate in 91, went to Dayton Public Schools, graduated <laughs> in 92. Actually got my GED in 92. But I grew up in an era when there was a lot of, great music being made and but i've always loved talk radio i always loved honest conversations that you would have with people just hanging out getting to know people and so that's really what drew me to podcast is getting to know people's stories um before i did podcasting i had a ministry for troubled youth called uh three nails where we would sit together with all these kids and we would have conversations with them and just break down things that were going on in their lives. Cause I kind of, I grew up in East Dayton as like a white trash kid who <laughs> could barely afford um, clothes, let alone anything brand name. So going to schools, it was, uh, I had the jeepers on <laughs> not a fun experience, but you know, you learn a lot growing up and I think it shapes your character. And I've always loved hearing people's stories. And when I started Tales from the Hard Side, the idea was to interview my family members. Mm. Um, I don't know know if you guys dig documentaries, but there's- Yeah, I love documentaries. Have you seen The Wild, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? No. Okay. It's a chaotic documentary that I highly recommend. I'm not sure if it's What is it called? Wild what? Wild, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Okay. And it's about this outlaw group of uh, family. Their Their last name are the Whites- and they just, they're so chaotic. And a lot of my family members, they reminded me of them. Just, you know, people that came up from Appalachia, didn't really have an education, had kids early, had a lot of dysfunction growing up. And I wasn't really feeling a lot of that. And from an early age, going all the way to the West Side, to schools like Residence Park and Roth, being a white kid in the 70s mm-hmm. and 80s, you really get an eye-opening experience of race relations. And so it was it was really uh, going to those schools and going on the RTA, like Dayton, really means something to me. And I, I love it. And I saw from an early age that something was really wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. And you can see kind of the outcome of it now. Uh, history is slow in the way things happen and we think things oh it was a long time ago it was back in the 60s that was a long time ago Mm -mm. and that was a blink of an eye in history absolutely absolutely and so growing up with really ignorant redneck family members and then going and being like one of one of three white kids in a class at dunbar it really opens your eyes to how it feels to be on the negative end of racism Mm. yeah yeah. See, I I can relate to that as well because my 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 mother's white and I was raised just, just by mom's family. I don't know my dad's family, so I have a lot of older family members. Of course, having a young mixed kid around, the only one in the family, you know, you kind of you get both sides of it. I went to Troutwood, so I grew up in that era of time and space. But I had some family members that just they had a hard time adjusting to the fact that. There's a now black kid with the last name Stanford, you know, so mm-hmm. I've dealt with that in my family as well. So I, I understand that. But I wanted to ask you is 
Um, what is some of the content that Gym City Podcast talks about? Like, so people can kind of get an idea of what you guys kind of bring to the podcast. We cover anything and everything. If somebody has an event, somebody has a cause, somebody has a podcast, somebody has a band, uh, we cover literally everything from uh, we've had two mayors of Dayton. We have Gary Leitzel and we had uh, Nan Whaley on. Dope. Um, we've had tons of events. Uh, Lady Fest Dayton, we covered there. We covered Miami Valley Music Fest. And because we're all volunteers, we our time is very limited. <laughs> uh, before you go there, that's that's a key phrase, man. Because, you know what I'm saying, we do this for the love. Right. For the love of conversation, for right. the love of ideas and everything like that. And I never use the word volunteer, but that's literally yeah. what we're doing. We are volunteering our time to put out content for a passion project. Exactly. So I like that phrase. Yeah. So Gym City Podcast has always offered an honest conversation about what's going on in the area. And early on, we had like some tanning salons and places like that. And we, we gained a couple new members over the years. Uh, Libby Ballinger, she's one she was one of the 40 under 40 in Dayton. Mm. Uh, she's all over the media. She really focused on not making it like a commercial when Thing, when things or events would come on, right? Like, why? Why are we talking about the city when we want to uplift the city? We want to shine a spotlight on areas that the city might not have have focused. So, for me, with the music scene, I've really wanted to focus on artists who might not be heard ever. Mm-hmm. Artists who might, you know, they might not be out playing shows, right? But it's artists that I think is quality, and I think that they have a good message. And putting that out there, like we've had some hip hop artists, uh, one dude named E-Man Jones mm-hmm. that I really dig his stuff. So how do you handle a situation like that with Killer being a DJ in the clubs, doing weddings like every other weekend, <laughs> me right. being on the radio, I do a lot with a, the local uh, hip hop artists and R&B artists in town. How do you tackle that situation knowing that you have an outlet? Because I'm sure they're beating down your door to be on your podcast because it's a networking type of thing. Cause it, it is, there's a lot of people that reach out that want to be either part of it or on it. And we'll, I mean, we're scheduled the rest of the year for our, our dates. Mm. We're scheduled out. So, uh, letting people know that oftentimes if artists aren't, um, they're not organized, they're not out there like looking forward into the future and they're just doing it as a hobby. Like they're not willing to wait that long to, right. to come on, or they're not planning around their release date. So sometimes it's just saying sorry. You know, you have to wait until later on. But uh, if somebody does reach out, that is usually the people that we want to have on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys reached out about being part of the podcast, and we had been thinking about that for a long time about adding a new show, adding a show um, on Fridays. The, because the couch podcast, I guess is what you would call it for what we'll release Mondays is what we record at Folio. The mm-hmm. four episodes that we rec- record one Sunday a month will be released over a period of time. Every so often I'll take my recorder and I'll go do interviews around Dayton. Sometimes that'll get released. Mm-hmm. And then the storyteller episodes get released on Wednesday. And then I figured I was listening to your guys' podcast for quite a few weeks and the production is top notch. Thank you. Sound quality is top notch. And I think what you guys are talking about is something that we're not. We're all very white at Gym City Podcast. <laughs> and I I know that there's part of the community we're not reaching out to. Mm-hmm. And it's been on the, the guy who created it, Eric Ruiz. It was a vision of his to kind of expand and be more diverse. Right. And I think what you guys are talking about um, was not being part of the podcast. And I think it's important to have it. And we were going to have a rotating um, different podcast on that day, but you guys are consistent. Thank you, you, man. <laughs> we do appreciate the love. <laughs> consistency is, for me, it's it's a big thing. Like if a podcast take a month or two off, it's hard to have them on the Gym City podcast when we release every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on on the dot where we got to check the calendar, email people. Like there's a lot of organization behind that. And if you're a podcast that wants to join on, but isn't really taking it seriously. Talk about that, man. But like uh, killer said, we're, we're once a week. We 
We link up on a good Sunday morning before NFL football. <laughs> Come in, taper pod, load it up, and see you next week, dog. Yeah. Holla at you via text. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are releasing stuff Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. So that's a lot of work. A lot yeah. of time. Yeah. <laughs> and you said you got kids, you're coaching. Yeah. There's a lot of behind the real scenes job. stuff. Real job. Real <laughs> job. 40 hours a week. Uh, real life. I've I've been married since 1996. Um, so I have a wife. I have house i have my own time you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big tampa bay bucks fan i like famous james i got james to my draft kings for monday <laughs> you know I, with I like, that uh secondary at, uh the Kill, panthers yeah. two rookies i'm going mm. for it <laughs> mm, barbecue sauce <laughs> exactly if uh if matt ryan can throw for 500 yards i think james can at least throw for 250 yeah hopefully more yeah he'll get nice. i'm hoping for at least three touchdowns <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for kurt coleman he's their safety he's the panther safety mm-hmm. and he graduated from north Miami area which is where i'm raising my kids now and uh you know i think but it is time management man what, what you were asking me it's time mm-hmm. management it's spinning plates it's trying to find out like what's the most important and figure out where it fits in your life mm. so like i try not to sur- surround myself with negative people i try to have uplifting people in my life and people who are out there putting out a positive message and wanting to change the world around them by change cha- one person at a time around Absolutely, them yeah. and i think it, that's so important um so for me it's just manage- managing my time and understanding where i am in life our um our pod we're we're big on music current events you know i wanted to ask you i i'm i work at the va i have a full time as well married and i have three daughters um but i wanted to ask you i i've learned a lot of history about you know like the funk era of dayton um only other, the only other side of music that i've learned history wise is through my friend's dad um, his name was david stegner he passed away he was in the giants band they used to perform at Jilly's. Um, I think he was in another band, uh, Green Light Sunday or something of that nature. But I, musically, what's some of the music that um, that you like? I mean, you kind of was raised on the east side, oh, on the west man. side. So right. I just kind of wanted to hear some of your music that you like, whether it's local bands, whether oh, it's wow. yeah. National X. Whatever. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> music, music was the escape for me growing up. Growing up in an environment where you're, you're on welfare – dad's not around uh you got alcoholic stepdad you don't have a lot of friends in the neighborhood because you're moving like every year to Mm -hmm. a different spot right and you can't it's had it's hard to make friends and so for me music was the escape and i loved early rock early alternative music uh like back in the 70s and 80s I, i i really got into a lot of the punk rock and a lot of the metal but because I was a teen growing up, you know, I was supposed to graduate in 91. I grew up in an era watching NWA come up, mm-hmm. watching Two Life Crew, Fat Boys, uh, Public Enemy. Like for me, I was exposed to a lot of hardcore music, whether it was metal or hardcore hip hop. When you're a 15 year old kid hearing NWA for the first time and you're like, I've never heard this before, but going to Dayton Public Schools, it opened me up. Where I was like, okay, this world does exist out there. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I love uh, De La Soul. I love uh, um, Beastie Boys is one of my all-time favorites. I got into like a lot of Guns N' Roses and White Zombie and a lot of metal like that. And then I also, because my family's from Appalachia, I like a lot of Johnny Cash and mm. Merle Haggard oh, yeah. and a lot of old school country where... Now there's there's <laughs> country artists now who are kind of doing that. I'm like Friday I'm going to uh see a guy named Sturgill Simpson up in Cleveland and he's this he plays psychedelic country music uh that I really dig and it tells a story and it's not like the stuff that you hear on pop radio. Right. Yeah. We have a country station in the building where I work and you know their moniker is Icons of Country. And you know I don't know too much about country uh, but the new country just sounds like pop music to me. Yep. And like when I speak to listeners of that station, they hate the new era of country. They, the icons, the legends, the Johnny Cash's of the world, stuff like that. And then when you mention uh, Guns N' Roses and NWA, the the harder, edgier stuff of hip hop and rock. But then you look at today's hip hop is really all about having fun, 
and new era rock. I mean, I'm not even sure if there is a era new version of rock today. Yeah, it's not. I, I it's not it what. Dead. It's not <laughs> like I remember. You know, watching Yo MTV raps, and then right after Yo MTV raps, would come on the Headbangers uh, yeah, on head, MTV. Headbangers ball. Headbangers ball, <laughs> and like I would know a couple of those songs just because it'd be like the first one that come on, be like, oh yeah, this again. Yeah. But it's just a simple fact that like. Of that time, it was so edgy. It was so in your face. And today's music on any genre isn't like that. Yeah, that's very right. tr- very true. Because, like, for me, I'm, I'm, I love all music. I was raised around probably more country than I was hip-hop. You know, just me, my upbringing. But, like, like we're talking about rock. The only songs that I really, really like or group that I really fell in love with was Green Day. Mm. <laughs> ba- I know every word of Basket Case. <laughs> I, I, that's just me. But... Like you said, new rock, I can't think of an artist or know of an artist that is still kind of in that Green Day realm of, of music. And, and and to me, that's that's my favorite type of, of rock. You know, there's all the other, other like, older stuff in the 90s. And, right, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like, I, I got that Greatest Hits album. But I, like, I try to think of stuff like, well, what's next? Who is the next of this generation to do stuff like that? It's not in your face. It's not hard. It's just totally different. Yeah. And when... We talk from a hip hop perspective because that's mainly my lane. It's always you go back to the well, they're not like so and so. And then when we talk to you about it, I start thinking about like, yo, well, who's the next hardcore metal band and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just hip hop. It's when not I, just country. That's music has changed for it's every genre. When I wasted my GI Bill going to ICB, <laughs> I uh, I met a couple guys that you know. Like for me, music, <laughs> music is music. So like the guys would be, you know, after class, we get to use the studios and they bring in their stuff. And I stay around for a couple hours just to watch their lane of, of, of their what they enjoy. You know, that's mm-hmm. just who I am. I, I can sit and watch anybody be creative all day long. That's just how I like to roll, I guess. But you would hear some of these bands and I talk to some of the guys and, you know, they're doing more, to, in, in my opinion, it's rock based, but it's also more of like storytelling in a country sense. Mm-hmm. You hear some songs where they're talking about, you know, their breakups or their drunk nights or whatever, you know, but the content has changed in, in all music, really, yeah. if you really think about it. so Yeah, I've, ever since I joined on the Gym City podcast, getting exposed to a lot of local music has really uh, reduced the amount of time that I listen to more mainstream music or what even is out there. So, I have really lost touch with what's going on in the metal or rock world besides a couple genres here and there that I that I check out. But Dayton music scene is so vibrant now. And I grew up loving to watch what was going on in the Seattle music scene with Nirvana mm-hmm. and Soundgarden and all them. And then watching New York explode with punk rock and hip hop and watching a lot of what has gone on uh, around Ohio where you got people like the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, I think it's harder for artists to get out there and really make a name for themselves because they're not making money on selling albums right. anymore. And it's hard for a band out there to, to go out and tour. And it's amazing the amount of artists that we have around the Dayton area who are going around and doing tours. And they might not be making a huge name for themselves, but for me, their music is as great quality as any that I'm hearing. Yeah. Dope. Now we talk about support a lot on our pod. Like, how was it that you got your pod out there to get that support? Um, well, I love communities and I love uh watching different communities be built and uh, watching them expand. And early in podcasting, I started listening to a show called The Mediocre Show out of Philadelphia, and they've been going since 2005. Yeah. It's still going, still going today. And we only on 28. <laughs> We're going to be doing this in 2026. Man. I have a mediocre show tattoo. What? Yes. So this podcast had a group of listeners called the Mediocre Nation that listened all around the country. And they had certain spots where there were more listeners than any place else. And Salt Lake City was one of those places. For whatever reason, Salt Lake City uh, clinged on to this podcast and would... They would do it live every Wednesday, and so people, there was a community built around it. Mm-hmm. And so they had an event with a show called The Geek Show Podcast, and I flew out in 2011 to go to this event in Salt Lake City. 
but I was on a buddy pass. You guys ever flown on buddy pass? Oh, before? yeah. <laughs> I've never right. flown on a buddy pass. <laughs> the weight can be strenuous. Okay. Uh, <laughs> especially if you get rolled over 16 times. Wow. So, <laughs> I think we found the name for this pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so imagine you're ready to go home on Sunday morning. You're waking up after staying up late on Saturday night. You're going home Sunday morning at 5 a.m. You're ready to, you, you're up, you're, you're not quite awake, and you're at the airport, and they're like, oh, it's full. You're going to have to wait to the next flight. And that happens to you 16 times. Jeez. And I don't get home till Wednesday morning. <laughs> and I'm not ready to shell out $700 for a ticket or whatever because at any moment I could get on a plane. Right. I don't want to get a rental car and drive from Salt Lake City back to Dayton because I could be on at any time. So after a day, they find out that I'm still out there. And people on Twitter through their community uh, said, can't we help get him home? And within an hour or two hours, they had bought me a plane ticket to come home. Oh. And this is a community that most of them had never known me. They, and they bought my wife flowers apologizing for it. <laughs> I was like, what? So I knew that Dayton had, they have a group of artists in and around the area, whether it's all different music, whether it's painters, whether it's graffiti artists, whether it's podcasters. I think that... Uh, what I took from the mediocre show and that mediocre nation, I wanted to bring it to Dayton, but I knew I didn't have a reputation playing music. I'm not I, like, I'm not on the radio. I was just a regular dude who liked podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing mine back in April of 2012. And I was connecting with this group on Twitter called death squad, which they were the Joe Rogan fans. And we would, those were the guys who I really spread my podcast to, that and the Mediocre Nation. And then when I brought it back to Dayton, I really didn't put myself out there on my own podcast. I really wanted to kind of be behind the scenes and do showcase the bands. Because mm -hmm. after a while, you get sick of yourself. You get sick <laughs> of hearing your own stories. You get sick of, I don't know, the whole ego thing. I'm like, ah, I had <laughs> right. enough of it. So, um, so now we're just rolling. For Gym City Podcast, I've released Tales from the Heart Side. We're like 241 episodes released today. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> uh, I had a podcast with my buddy, Scott Epic, who was also with the Gym City Podcast. He was a radio DJ for years as well. He worked in Rich Richmond recently, and he opened up his own business in downtown Dayton called uh, Epic Life Fitness. And he does the podcast with us. He's my best friend. And I met him because we were both into the same music he was the first person I ever met on the internet through MySpace because we both like the same music and connect connected. Found out we live hey, in Black Hey, baby. Right? <laughs> Can't make this up. Right. <laughs> so, so now we're here. We are. We're 2016, and I think that um, the future is very bright for podcasts. I was going to ask you about that. That's my question to you. I wanted to ask you is. What do you see the future of podcasts being? I know, like, for me, I wasn't huge in the podcast probably before I started getting into this. The only podcast I listened to just because I like them was Bill Burr. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. But um, I just wanted to ask you what, the for me, like, we talked, talked about media earlier. Media sometimes can, you know, give you their own story of how they feel things happen, you know. And sometimes that story can be, you know, how, however they want it to be. Sometimes I like to get my my content, my my news, my current events, my from podcasts from people that's living it, talking about it, and I just kind of wanted to. It, to me, it feels like kind of like radio versus like XM when that kind of started going. It seemed like everybody was radio's gonna die, you know. XM, we ain't dying, baby. <laughs> XM, I got numbers to prove it. <laughs> XM's gonna take <laughs> over, and for me, I think podcasts are, are are growing. They're they're getting bigger. People are doing them. People are looking for them. I just kind of wanted to ask you, what do you think the future of podcasting as a whole? Well, I think I think in the next few years, when cars, you know, cars when they're developed. It takes a few years for that technology because it's designed for, a, you know, it takes a few years to get built. So a lot of that technology is not really up to date. And once the Internet is in our cars and we're able to go and go to the Stitcher app, mm -hmm. go to your iTunes, go like when the soccer mom's able to pick out her favorite podcast on her car radio uh, in the commute back and forth to drop the kids off 
at work and school, I think that's when it's really going to yeah. explode. Those cars are having Wi-Fi in them now, so like it's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they don't even put CD players in cars no more. I mean, it's or headphone Blue- jacks on phones. Apparently, yeah, straight Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask both you guys this because uh, it's a you know all three of us are married. Yep. So how do you wives feel about the podcast? Because to be honest, you know, it's it's like nine in the morning. <laughs> you got three kids. You got two kids. I have no kids. So, you know, it takes away from, you know, QT with the wife and family and everything. So how has your wives feel about the podcast thing <laughs> and seeing its success? How has it changed or has it changed from the startup to say, hey, just wake up one day like I'm doing a podcast? <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll give you the eight and a half year married, and I'll let the I'll, I'll let the veteran go last. Uh, my wife, she she's she's not a morning person, so for us getting up at you know seven eight o'clock to get here, you know it's like I'm gone. She's like, eh, you know, whatever. You know, so but I've noticed over the kind of like you talked about how showing up and and being a part of something. She sees the dedication that I'm bringing to this pod. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first 15 episodes, she blew off. <laughs> now, I'll catch her, you know, Tuesday. You guys talked about this on your pod, I heard. I was listening. I'm like, oh, you checked it out finally, you know. So, <laughs> she's kind of, she's supportive. But, you know, anything that I that I go all in for, she's she's all in too. But she she's not a podcast person. Just She's a book reader. She'll read four books in two weeks, you know, type of person. But podcast for her she's she's starting to come around to the fact that i'm doing this every week you know mm-hmm. and she and she's starting to get into it and i have family members that are reaching out cousins that i you know you know that i it's weird being mixed but basically you know like i live a life that my family doesn't bottom mm-hmm. line and to see some of my cousins that they come over into my world and and hear some of my stories that you know we might not share at thanksgiving or right. we might not talk about at christmas they're starting to kind of get into it too. So all in all, supportive all the way. But my wife, she she she's she don't trip. <laughs> she don't trip. So. Yeah, my, my my wife, she's supportive, but she hates to be on them. Um, in, in fact, she'll refuse to be on them. She's never gone out of her way to listen to one. Um, <laughs> she just knows that I'm a passionate person, and when I put my uh, all into something, I put my all into something, and it's. To have a successful relationship, you have to have, uh, you know, you have to give and take. And she knows that she knows I'm a good person. She knows that I mean well and that by shining a spotlight on other things other than me, you know, I really it's a great chance to network with different people and meet people from different communities that you might not ever have a conversation with. The great thing about podcasts that I found and that she she is recognized is that you know, if we ever sat down and have had a conversation for half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, how many people are going to be on their phones, like not really paying attention, but podcasts, you really get to know people because people are really paying attention to what you're Mm -hmm. saying. And so she's met tons of people. She's went to Philadelphia for some of those mediocre show outings. So she knows how important the community is and how important it is to me. And, you know, I don't ignore her. I don't ignore the kids. Like I'm able to balance things pretty well, and I know when I should should and shouldn't be doing something. And so she recognized that, and I think she's okay with it. Uh, it does get annoying at times because <laughs> I, after I leave here, I'll go do record four podcasts, right? And then as soon as I get home, I do food prep for the week, which we cook th- four to five meals all in a four hour span chopping everything up and getting everything ready. So we got our lunches and dinner ready because my son plays football, you know, and there's a lot of stuff going on during the week that after we get off work, I don't want to have to deal with cooking a bunch of food. Right, yeah. So she's supportive. Yeah, my wife, (laughs) man, she does things. She binge watches TV. Everything she does is binging. It's a... (laughs) It'll be weeks that go by that I won't even mention the pod. won't even bring anything <laughs> up about the pod because she's busy doing her own thing. So the last thing I want to harass her with, like, hey, did you uh, share the pod on your Facebook page? <laughs> or anything like, did you check out the pod? And it'll be out the blue. She'll come up and give me a rib shot like, 
you talked about me uh having a bad uh experience at the black tie when I threw up, blah 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 blah. <laughs> like that was three weeks ago. You just now listening to it. Yeah, I just listened to four episodes at work today. It's like, why are you listening to four straight hours of the pod at work today? Like appreciate the listen. <laughs> yeah, appreciate the clicks, but you know, these are a weekly deal and then weeks ago by and then she's like, Oh, I really like the episode with so and so. It's like and I look like that was like three weeks ago. Thank you for listening. <laughs> And then she'll add randomly, like, and then, like, just sometimes she'll just be on the phone talking to her sister. It's like, oh, yeah, listen to Kevin's podcast when you get a chance. It's like, like, thank you for the support, but, like, you are so over the place with it. So <laughs> it's happening organically in your home. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the other thing about it. Like, uh, you know how when you're on YouTube or whatever, if you constantly search certain things, like, they'll give you suggestions or whatever. So it's... She does. He's, she's part of the natural hair movement or whatever. So it's tons of those always in my YouTube. <laughs> so when I'm here at work looking at YouTube or something like that, people will walk past my desk and see, you, you going natural care? <laughs> like, no, it's long story. So the same thing happens for her or whatever when she's, you know, on uh, SoundCloud or whatever, listen to the pod. Like she gets a lot of suggested listening material like have you ever heard of so-and-so's podcast you ever heard of so-and-so's podcast you should check them out it's like so she's getting into it so it's always weird bringing someone into your world of living and the things that you're interested in no matter if you're married or not like if that's just something they're not into but you're like gun-ho about it it's always appreciative when they give it a shot so i just definitely want to ask y'all about shots to the wives absolutely man (laughs) now it's time for the sports talk yeah He's a Bungles fan. I mean, Bengals fan. My bad, my bad. You're a Buccaneers fan. Yes. I'm a beloved Steelers fan, man. So how are your Bucks going to finish out this season, man? It started out real good wow. week one. Yeah. It's uh, it's rough, man. It's You know, I've watched – I've been a fan since 97. I started out as a Cowboys fan back in 92, and uh, I felt like I jumped on the bandwagon. And my dad lives about 40 miles south of Tampa – so I'd be playing Madden and I'd be playing the Bucks, but I hated those fucking creamsicles, <laughs> un- creamsicle uniforms. Even though I appreciate them now, um, and then when they changed uniforms, I was like, "All right, this is my team. Like this is my team." So I watched them come from the team where they were barely winning anything to the team of Warren Sapp and the whole defense. Mm-hmm. The, like I watched the Super Lynch. Bowl. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. Like that that period of time was amazing. And then I've watched him go through many coaches and different quarterbacks, thinking Josh Freeman was the guy. Uh, so uh, the Bucks this year, I think they might they might win six, seven, eight games, maybe. I think I have faith in Jameis. Mm-hmm, Watching yeah. Jameis, you know, I've watched Tom Brady over the years. You watch Peyton Manning over the years. You watch certain quarterbacks that got the the thing, mm-hmm. and you, then you see some that don't. And sometimes Jameis, he like he forces the ball in there and throws interceptions. But man, I've never been more excited watching a Bucks offense than I've watched with Jameis Winston. I'm a big Florida State fan, yeah, and so I've watched Jameis a lot. For me, when he entered the draft, what I saw of him is very Eli Manning ish. Mm-hmm. Like he has so many great highs, but he can dip so low at times, and yeah. it's like man, like. How can you fluctuate that much in in one game? Like yeah. the the season after they won the national championship game, I went to the Florida State Louisville game on a Thursday night. They're down twenty one nothing, and then they come back and win because he's out there slaying the rock. But they were down twenty one nothing because he threw three interceptions. Yep. <laughs> so it's just like a peaks and valleys with him, man. So I can I can rock out with that because you got my guy James. <laughs> you Bungles fan never. I think we'll be 15 and 14 and 2, maybe. No, no, honestly, every Bengal fan has the same story, man. We, the regular season, we fight to get in the playoff spot, usually break down the last couple of weeks and barely get in in a wild card. And then we're home by, by Christmas, by, by the first week of December, we're home <laughs> or January, I mean. So, I mean, I, I, I think Cincinnati, they're, they're, they're if this does, if this, if this trend continues for what now the sixth, seventh, eighth year of us being in the talks of winning the ASC North and being a playoff team, something's gonna have to shake up. I, I like Marvin. I think Marvin's <laughs> good. Our owner kind of makes some rational decisions. I think sometimes he kind of just pulls the plug on certain things because he's 
the boss and he can do that, I guess. But all in all, I think our offense is still a threat. We we lost the new and we lost uh, mm. Marvin Jones and we haven't replaced him yet. So we gonna have to get that together. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Come playoff time, that's all I can say. I mean, yeah. Every year has been this is the year, and then <laughs> week one of the wild card weekend is over. So. Man, sports, man. Sports is a crazy thing, man. I'm a big college football person. I like college football more than I like the NFL. I'm one of those rare people. But the the love that I have for the Steelers, man, is is crazy. It's because uh, my mom and my brother are huge Steelers fans. And my pops, he's a Browns fan. Sorry, pops. Uh, <laughs> we tried to convert him years ago, but it just won't work. He'll, he'll come around one day. But, you know, just the simple fact that the Steelers got rocked enrolled by a rookie quarterback by the Eagles, man. And then they turn around the next weekend and smash the Chiefs, man. It was a good feeling, man. But that's the biggest difference between college and NFL, man. One loss in college football, you ready to pull your hair out. One loss in the NFL, you're like, all right, man, next week we good. Because, I mean, we've seen so many times that wild card teams jump in there and go win the whole Super Bowl. The Steelers did it. The uh, Giants have done it. So, it's it's a long season, man. Oh, yeah. It's a long season. Injuries are key because it's only fifty two guys on the team, man. You know, if the Steelers lose Ben, we know it's over. <laughs> There's no question about it. It's like, oh man, we saw what Vic and Landry Jones was doing last year. Nothing. <laughs> so it's all about injuries, man. And I have to say this too, as we're talking about it. I'm a big Buckeye fan, but they cannot beat the Browns, people. Oh my goodness. I saw that post <laughs> or saw it on Sports Center. You have to you have to think. Did you see them yesterday? I did. They looked terrible. They did. They looked terrible. I don't Indiana care what the score that, said. Not that improved. I'm sorry. They they are improved, but they're not that improved. Right, man. They so look. That, they, that just shows you that even with the 10, 11, 12 guys that make it to the NFL from the Buckeyes every year, right? There's still 53, 52, 53 guys that made it to the NFL. They're professionals, so you're still going to have to play a professional player, a grown man, and you're 18, 19 years old. I don't, I don't Come see on, how man. 60% people could, can, can uh, you agree You imagine that, so. uh, Marshawn Lattimore trying to tackle TP. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. People couldn't yeah. tackle him when he was in college, and now he's a pro. Right. Put it all that weight, man. Come on, stop it, man. Yeah. I love the Buckeyes, but yeah, they're that, not beating yeah. any no. NFL team no. ever. No. Sorry. <laughs> Had to get that out there. Sorry, that's bothering me. <laughs> no problem, bro. <laughs> Bother me too, man. Now, a lot of people were talking about this earlier, and I wanted to get you guys' POV on it, man. Uh, Kim K, she got robbed. Now, I can't stand her at all. <laughs> I hate everything about her. But when it initially happened, my, my thoughts was, man, that's messed up. She got robbed, tied up, duct tape, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I was trying to be... Hey, man, nobody would make something like this up. But I was talking to my homie Ryan Drake. I was talking to our production guy at the station, man. They think the shit's made up. I do, too. Because not 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 bashing you for not having any kids. But if you've never opened a toy on Christmas with a zip tie, <laughs> you know that takes some time. And to be, quote, I guess, zip tied together and duct taped and within six minutes was able to call for help. I would like to see that on tape because there's duct tape and zip tie. You, you're going to be struggling for a while. Yeah, <laughs> there's gnawing through it. So that's my only that's my only question is 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 where's the tape? Yeah, I mean, you got tape rolling for your sex tapes and, and, and your TV show. And to stay in a place that don't have security cameras per se, what what I was reading on an article, you're pretty rich. I don't think you would want to stay somewhere that doesn't have a security camera. So it's like some, all these things kind of went into play, and it's like. I don't know. Was that insurance claim on that ring might have been a little more, uh, might have been the thought process. You you hope you hope and pray it's not because the Kardashians have made a life of prepping you for their next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they get you, they draw you in with something and then weeks later, new episodes of the Kardashians are on, you know, so they're a entertainment family. But when you when you hear what happened to her, you 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 wanna believe it, you you're sorry it happened for her, but I question the fact that you were duct taped ankles and wrists and zip tied and freed yourself in six minutes. I'm sorry. What about you? Maybe, maybe we found her talent. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we found her talent. Uh, 
Sadly, I have not kept up on uh, Miss Kim, Mrs. Kim Kardashian. I, uh, yeah, man. Smart move. Smart <laughs> I, move. I, you I, shouldn't. I, I have. A, I realized a long time ago that I have a limited space in my brain for certain things, and that some things there's just no reason to be there. And this, with the election going on, and and watching that reality show play out, uh, like Donald Trump is a train wreck. And yeah. it like so I'm not I'm barely paying attention. I saw that she was robbed, and first thing I thought is why carry that much jewelry, that that expensive a jewelry with you? Why take that with you? And I understand why, but mm-hmm. man, and, that's and, a risk. And that and that kind of shows too the power of social media and where we are with technology. I mean, you're constantly showing yourself on Snapchats and Instagrams where you're at, what you're doing, you know. Someone can take advantage of that. Yeah, that's a fact. And I don't know if you ever stay in a hotel, but normally most people that stay that that work for hotels, you know, they they can mm-hmm. make their own agendas. You know, they can. You know, when I was young and in, in the army, I, I dated a girl who worked at a hotel, and there were numerous times where she would be at work and throw me in a room <laughs> and come visit while she's on shift. You know, so it's like they can get away. They can. She would have the work phone in the room answering the work phone, like so. There's there's ways to 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 make your own agendas in a mm-hmm. hotel. You know, you you can do what you want to do. So if if it was an inside job and people wanted to put a plan in place to rob them, drawing that sketching can happen. It out. Yeah, that can definitely happen. So, all right. So since you brought him up, the infamous guy. Oh man. DJ, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this guy, man. I guess we'll just start with the latest and greatest of uh, Mr. Trump, presidential nominee Donald Trump. The whole tape thing, the uh, grab her in the pussy line, that's being just thrown out everywhere. Like RIP R- the fucker right in the pussy. That, that's over. <laughs> right. That is over. Grab her. Damn, pimp. Now you are very aggressive with it. So what were you guys' first thoughts when you uh, watched the clip? Man, I, uh, you know, I love comedy. And I, <laughs> I love stand-up comedy. So I try not to get offended by much here lately because I've heard it all throughout my life. Uh, but I hold a higher standard to a presidential nominee, and I'm, you know, I voted for Bill Clinton twice, and I'll still look past his his things that he did in the White House because that's that's a he's a, you know mm-hmm. he did what he had to do. But man, Donald Trump's not a not a boy. Right. He's a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. You talk like you're married, and you're talking to you know. You hear certain things in the locker room. You hear certain things behind the scenes where dudes will say things. Right. But to know that you could possibly be recorded and to hear what he had to say before with certain women, man, it's so disrespectful. It is. It's so disrespectful to talk about, I'm going to put Tic Tacs in my mouth because, <laughs> you know, they let me do it because I'm famous. They right. let me kiss them. And it's like, man, you're like, now that's a pervert, right? Definitely. It- and to step away from the pre- the whole presidential thing when that came out in I guess what oh five oh five yeah he was only a few months married at the time right so just to be saying that has newly married that's I mean that's an argument right there I mean like you yeah. you're bringing up that type of you're bringing that type of attention to yourself you know and my my friend of mine he's big into politics and he posted a um, a post about um, what's her name Jill Hearth. Mm-hmm. I guess she had accused him of sexual assault, saying that that he grabbed her in her crotch and all that. And I guess now when you see those things, it's like obviously it was unwanted because if he's saying that, if he's saying those things the way he said it, it's not like he did it before, right? You know. And then to have the Republican Party trying to everything that I watched this this whole weekend about it, it seems like people were wanting to throw in the Bill Clinton yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I mean, that's human human nature. You know, yeah. you, you're getting attacked, you're going to want to throw a jab back, you know. Yeah. So I get that part. But no one wanted to really address the fact of what he said 
and how it made them feel. It, right. it was more so, well, Bill did this. And, right. You know, I get it. But Deflection. that's the part of politics that draws me away. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's the part that I have a hard time wanting to even wanting to vote. You know, you, you, I have to vote. You know, that's all right. You don't have to, but I, I will be voting. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of for who and what. You know, it's like when, when these things happen, I don't see how he can. He, he, that swing vote that he might have had with a woman. Mm-hmm. has to be in question now you know right. and it's like it, it makes it tough for an individual running for something to win when you see their character on a bus in 2005 you, that that was him uncut mm-hmm. that was him and his element that was him and his you are who you are yeah, when nobody's and, watching and <laughs> the same with the uh what's his name uh the Mitt Romney thing with the dinner you mm-hmm. know when all that happened you know and he was at a dinner table saying that what he was saying about black people and all that you're seeing them who they are at, at that time, and to try to defend that, I question, I question you to mm-hmm. try to defend that and say it's okay. You know, you see some of these analysts, man, and they were, they were fighting for them. You know, some were, some weren't. But I want to tackle this from a different angle because, um, a CNN commentator, uh, Anna Navarro, I believe her name is, she's a Republican, and when she was on CNN, I watched the clip. And it's something that I've always thought about is like he's not representing the stance of a Republican. What he's talking about isn't a Republican view. And I think it's a disservice to that political party to have him their nominee. Yeah. You know, I know um, some Republicans who are not voting for him. They're still not going to vote for Hillary, but they're not voting for him because he they think that. Exactly what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Like he's a misogynist, it's crazy, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. And the the way that they're looking at it is it's not representing them, it's not representing the beliefs, and it's not representing the country the right way. And they feel disappointed and they want him to step down from from the nominee because it's making them look bad. Yeah. And, and coming from so I don't have like a political organization that i identify with i'm just hey man whoever's gonna get the job done yeah whoever i think whatever but it, it always makes me think that if you're not getting backing by quote-unquote true republicans how is this still happening yeah like how is it and if you ride around dating and especially where i was yesterday in wilmington <laughs> like the signs are out bro <laughs> yeah. they're out there big ones too like yeah. they repping yeah and it makes me think man is is it more scary that trump feels this way or i'm seeing a lot of people feel this way yeah yeah we uh living up north of north of dayton in the north by the area there's definitely a lot up there too a lot of trump signs and there's a lot of people who are going to support him strictly because he's running Republican. There are people that barely pay attention to politics, but they some. I watched a documentary called The Thirteenth on uh, Netflix, and it was about the Thirteenth Amendment and how uh, the prison population be- became so huge. Mm-hmm. Great documentary, um, but it talked about Donald Give Trump. Me a lot of docs to watch, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know the Republican Party. Uh, they started talking about law and order under Nixon, and a lot of the, it's dog whistle words for racist terms and for mm-hmm. terms that you know, like republic. There's a certain stance that if you're a Republican, you're totally for police. Which I'm for police. I've had them come to my house when my house got broken into up in up in the Union area, uh, but I also see with my own eyes what's going on mm-hmm. through social media and through the videos that they're police are human and they're doing some crazy shit that they're not being held accountable for. And I, I think that uh, somebody like Donald Trump, when he said, I'm the law and order president, <laughs> like they're certain that's a dog whistle. word, Right. And uh, I think that some people are going to jump off some people who they've been born again Christians for a while. Who they support Republicans because the Republicans are anti-abortion or, there are certain people that fall under the Republican Party because of some cert- certain reason. And for them to even support him now with what he said, what he said before this is outrageous. Right. I mean, they would have never supported Let's say Obama was somebody who had been married three times, mm. who had multiple kids with multiple different women, who had went bankrupt and had done some of the things Trump did. 
you know, I supported, I knocked on doors for the Obama campaign back in 2008. I saw the reactions of my own neighbors cussing me out and slamming the door in my face and saw how nasty politics are. And I, Very nasty. Dude, you see, you really see the ignorance brought out in people through their Facebook posts and through kind of those dog whistle terms that, you know, they're not out and out ignorant and racist and prejudiced, but you can kind of see mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what that's going you know what's right. going like on. Right. I said I tweeted something along the lines of I like it because it's showing me your true colors. Keep on telling on yourself basically because like you said, those just phrases or things you say in casual conversations, but people are so bold on Facebook, bro. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. out here. Ed Warner from ESPN, he out here. Put him on the list too. He on my list too. Yeah, I don't rock with you no more. I don't yeah. rock with Mike Dick. I don't know. I'm cool. Unfollow. Because for me too, like in the very beginning, I supported the idea of a non-politician shaking things up in Washington. Sure. Now. From what I've seen in media and Facebook posts and all that, that's people's people are that's what their their focus is. I want somebody to shake it up, <laughs> fine and dandy. But when all this back, you know, flood is coming up, you know, the surge is rising with this guy. It's like, how can you still support that and want that from this particular individual? I mean, now for the Republicans to not have been in in, in the White House in eight years and. That might be another thing. They just want a Republican back in office. I mean, think about it. We're a month away from the election. Yeah. And and <laughs> there's... And a month from right now, we'll know who the president is. It's the ninth. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy, crazy. bro. Crazy. Crazy. Hey, last, day to, <laughs> last day to register to vote in Ohio is the 11th? I think so. So, uh, yeah. Well, even even with the Democratic Party, you see what they did with Bernie Sanders and mm-hmm. how a lot Super of delegates, shit, baby. shit happened with that. Yeah. Where you think, you know, it's all a game, it's all rigged. It's like why pay attention to it? Uh but it's become the biggest reality show. Every, I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. They're getting free publicity. They right. put I'm Trump's pulling away ads now in uh certain I read areas. That, like $200,000 worth of ads from yeah. Ohio. I read that. Yeah. I, wow. I think Hillary will pull it off, but I think the support that Donald Trump has gained and he's really spoke to the core of some people who feel like they haven't been represented and like there's people that you see when they're driving down the street and in the back of their pickup trucks they find those huge flags and one is a confederate flag and one is a (laughs) trump flag it's like you know there's a certain group of people that he's calling to and he's called to since that it's not out and out who they are but boy they know hey this is my guy he's been speaking Things that I've been thinking all my life. I'm glad we got somebody to say it, and it's uh, it's scary to watch. But there's ignorance on all sides. There's yeah, a, man, politics is a definitely a scary business. because I mean, it is a business. Yeah, let's keep it real. Like you know, there's things uh, President Obama's done that I was like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Dog? Oh yeah. And uh, we talked about this before, Killer. Uh, people got to stop expecting President Obama to come in there and give people the hookup. Like he's not about to go into prisons and just say hey big meech yeah <laughs> you're out baby yeah. it's for this for the bros like no it's not yeah. happening no, it's but not. he's he's playing a game too hillary's playing a game bernie sanders is playing a game uh you know those super delegate votes that she got he wiped him out there was no way he was gonna win once you saw the super delegates taking over it's like there's no way he's gonna get the nominee so it's almost like man why even vote and when the primaries came to Ohio, it's like he's not gonna win. He's got too many super delegates. It's a wrap. It's 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 crazy to when you watch it and you learn about it or you do your best to try to understand everything that's going on with the situation. Is 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 like you said. It sounds feels rigged. Yeah, my wife calls me with politics. She calls me a DOS program compared to like <laughs> technology because I can't watch it. It drives me crazy. I can read about it. Mm-hmm. But to watch it and watch the arguments and the, I've never been a debate or like back and forth argue with you kind of person. Like I don't have that bone in me. I guess I'm either cool or psychotic. I guess you would say. But to to watch like the arguments and the and the back and forths and the, it's like we trying to work this thing together, right? And it's a constant, you know, corn maze. You know, it's like you're trying to go left, trying to go right, knocking on this wall. This problem happens. Instead of working together, it's like 
blue, red, you know, whatever. You know, it's we need to get back to just working together, dialoguing with people, mm-hmm. going to the other side of town, seeing what people feel, coffee shop it up, whatever. Mm-hmm. That to me is what's more important. So for me to, in politics, man, I I can only read about it. I can't really watch it. <laughs> man, I, I was at work and I heard some people talking about politics. So busted a U-turn, bro. <laughs> You know, I don't even want to get into that yeah. at work, dog. Yeah, like, that takes that take too much of my energy. Yeah, away. man, and you around some coworkers and they feel like a certain type of way, and you just like, yo, you let's keep it real. You at work more than you at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I'm at, at the station more than I'm at, at my own home. So spend more time with y'all than I do my own wife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hate you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go the other way. So I don't hear what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, I think that when we look back on history, though, and uh, I don't know if anybody heard the Mark Maron WTF podcast that Obama was on, uh, but he had Obama on his podcast. And when you hear the president talk for an hour uninterrupted, having a conversation, you really, I realize we're going to look back and we're going to be fond of Obama's memory. And a lot of people are going to, they're going to wish he was still in charge. Yeah, you know, I think I think he would get a third term if he. Actually <laughs> yeah, I think he would. Too. Man, oh man! Well, that does it, man. Another pot in the books. We appreciate Gym City Podcast and Izzy for coming through. Absolutely, man. You know, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Uh, share the pod. We appreciate all the love, all the support we've been getting over the. 28 episodes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Moving along. It's go time. Absolutely. Can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Holler at you next week. Who day? Please stop saying. <laughs> <laughs>